Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from our uh, Studio B location at the uh, Airline Drive facilities. Good to be I, Daniel, I haven't been back here in like two weeks. <laughs> We were at the Smoothie King Center yesterday, obviously, for Pelicans and Lakers. Uh, Daniel Daniel was in Studio B on Tuesday. Yes, he was. Uh, and then prior to that, we were all over the East Coast. Uh, so good for me, I guess, to be back here in Studio B, albeit briefly, because tomorrow we'll be in Minneapolis. We'll worry about that a little bit later. But yesterday was eventful, to say the least. How about that? Um, a really busy day. First of all, I want to thank Daniel Salerson and Victor Howell, uh, for really stepping up their game last night. I had an unexpected uh, personal situation that uh, caused me to miss last night's Pelicans win over the Lakers, should I say, um, more importantly than anything else. But those guys really stepped up, and I appreciate them uh, carrying the load in my absence. Um, hopefully they'll let me come back for the next game. I, I don't want to be uh, Wally Pipped or anything like that. Um, those of you, I guess, that think are a little older or have more of a baseball background will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, regardless, though, thanks to those guys. And nice win for the Pelicans last night, bouncing back after the emotional loss on Monday. They take care of the Lakers 96-80 last night to improve to 21-21. and It is now the 17th time that the Pelicans find themselves at 500. Uh, no one even comes close to that um, that mark. And I don't, I was almost going to call it a dubious mark, but it's better than a losing mark, right? Okay, fair enough. They'll look to make it two in a row tomorrow night against the, uh, the former home of the Lakers, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, of course, it was Minneapolis is where the Lakers name comes from, for those of you who... Uh, who aren't sure how that all came to be in Los Angeles. Anyway, I digress. We're going to hear from head coach Monty Williams a little bit today. Eric Gordon, who was spectacular last night in the win, and a little bit more uh, in our next segment uh, with regards to Pelicans basketball. And then a little bit later on, Mickey Loomis's comments from yesterday at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. He has some interesting thoughts about the uh, front office changes he has decided to make. And then Sean Fazan will join D- Daniel Salerson and give us another angle uh, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, which continues on through uh, through this week and into the game this weekend. Uh, of course, I 
don't think that I haven't um, missed out on the big Mr. Benson news from yesterday that originated here from Airline Drive and now is out in an official statement today. As a matter of fact, there is a transcript of an interview done with Mr. Benson regarding um, the future of the franchise and the transition of ownership uh, at the time of his death, which I think that he was very quick to point out, and I'm glad he did, that that is not to be expected anytime soon. So go Mr. B on that front. Um, but anyway, that is big news. Uh, it has large significance. Uh, it impacts all of us here on Airline Drive, and it also impacts our city and our citizenry and um, who we are. So it is big news, and I want to make sure that we, um, we mention that here in the first segment. And if you didn't know, uh, all that can be found right now on NewOrleansSaints.com. So everything you need to know about that process, Mr. Benson's feelings on the process, uh, and more, it's all right there for you now and Probably that's the best way to leave it. I want to leave Mr. Benson's words right where they are for you to digest. Um, but um, that, that, that could not have been an easy process. It could not have been a quick process. Um, and I applaud him for stepping up and making uh, tough decisions. Uh, and and as, as he says, what's in the best interest of the uh, NBA and NFL franchises here in our city and how it impacts uh, their place here. Uh, for a long time to come. So um, that's all I wanted to really say about that. So we'll keep that in mind. Otherwise, as I mentioned, busy show. Um, apparently, I missed out on a lot yesterday. So we'll uh, recap it together here today. Pelicans win over the Lakers. Uh, Senior Bowl, uh, most notably with Senior Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And then another angle from Sean Fazan and Daniel Salerson. And uh, and who knows what else. It's, it's a very, very busy Thursday. And uh, before we get out of here, I'll be sure and tell you about uh, tonight's Monty Williams show as well. So let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll go over that Pelicans box score a little bit and hear from some of the folks involved in the big win at the Smoothie King Center. Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes, and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Mardi Gras is just around the corner, and Shreveport Bossier City invites you to experience Mardi Gras in the Arklatex, starting with the Crew of Centaur Parade on Saturday, February 7th. Cap it off with the Crew of Gemini Parade on Saturday, February 14th. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. So the Pelicans did it again at home last night. Uh, A nice win, to say the least, in the fact that while the first half was pretty sloppy and probably hard to watch or listen to at times, um, you got to be impressed with the 27-12 fourth quarter that the Pelicans put together and putting the hammer down on the Los Angeles Lakers last night. By the way, they fall to 12-31 now overall. Kobe Bryant played hurt for part of the game. Uh, kind of had a pedestrian 14 points. That Lakers team is in a bit of trouble. But that, that doesn't that doesn't take away, I think, from a Pelicans win that saw a couple of guys really shine. Um, notably, Eric Gordon, who 
uh, alongside Tyreek Evans now has to make up for Drew Holiday's absence, which is now extended. As I'm sure you heard yesterday, Holiday has a stress reaction two, possibly four weeks away now from the team. Um, that stress reaction is generally a precursor to a stress fracture, so this is nothing to mess around with, and you basically have to shut him down um, to make sure that that doesn't turn into something quite serious. So with that being said, Evans last night had 19 points, um, but the 10 assists by Eric Gordon is huge, uh, and of course that being a double-double um, is nothing to sneeze at, and that's why he was probably the star of the game for our own Victor Howell following the win. Eric Gordon, hey, Victor Howell up here in the radio booth. Congratulations, Eric, yeah, on the win you. tonight. Hey, I know it had to feel good after that season-high nine-day road trip to come back to the Smoothie King Center and get some of that confidence back. Yeah, we needed our home crowd tonight, you know, give us some energy. And, you know, uh, the road trip didn't go as well as we uh, expected, but uh, it was good to come home and get a win. Eric, one thing you guys have done so well against the Lakers this season is points in the paint. You came into this game averaging 51 in the paint in the first two games. It was close at halftime, but you finished with 48 points in the paint. The Lakers just 26. Is that something you all address at halftime? Because you certainly seem to be much more aggressive attacking the basket in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that's a part of our game. It's me, Tyreek, driving to the basket, and AD always going around the paint. And, uh, you know, we was ditching it, dishing it an uh, awful lot, uh, creating a lot of assists for other guys. And uh, it was good to see O'Meara uh, get a lot of, uh, you know, putbacks and, uh, and rebounds. A nice number of assists tonight with 21. You have 10 to go along with your double-double. Eric, you and I had a chance to talk a little bit on the road, and I was asking you how comfortable you're getting because you've been starting to get these minutes now that you've been playing more consistently. Are you feeling better with that endurance and kind of getting back in that groove, and how important is that after the news we heard tonight that Drew Holiday will be out for two to four weeks? Yeah, you know, it's a comfortable feeling for me, you know, to play a little bit more one and two, and uh, that's why I've always played before. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be more of a playmaker now, so we got to keep on uh, – you know, we just got to keep on playing with a lot of energy, and, it, and we'll, that'll give us a chance to win every game. Yeah, finally, Eric, one thing. we got another quick road trip. This is just a one-gamer, thank goodness. But going to Minneapolis, another struggling team, but we know what happened recently on the East Coast swing with some of those tough games. How do you carry this momentum over to Minneapolis Friday night so you can come back home with another win? Yeah, we got to be hungry. You can't play around with teams like that. Uh, you know, when, when teams are losing, they do a lot of things that are, you know, they don't they, they don't. they don't do a lot of things right. So we got to keep. We just got to push the momentum and play our game. Eric Gordon, seven to thirteen from the floor, seventeen points, ten assists, a double double for Eric. Congratulations, Eric. We'll see you in Minneapolis on Friday night. All right, thank you. Eric's efforts, of course, were complimented by Anthony Davis. Davis's first game back. Uh, he had missed three in a row on the end of that uh, East Coast trip. That sprained toe probably isn't one hundred percent better, but it was good enough to go at it last night and good enough to uh, pull down twenty nine points four blocked shots, and eight rebounds uh, to that box score. So, Anthony Davis, uh, here's a quick moment with him following the win last night in the locker room. They just had about seven touches in the first half. Did you call for the ball or anything like that? Or did you... um, no, it just kind of found me. You know, uh, Tyree wanted to make sure I got going. Um, so, he did a great job, him and Eric. Um, Nate came in the game, cue and make sure that um, they tried to get me going, knowing that try to get my rhythm back. Did it seem like they were they – were... They didn't want you to get to the paint, so they allowed you to take that jump more. more um, that's the way they play. You know, uh, the type of defense they play, um, kind of try to stop our guards, please. You know, the bigs open for that shot. Um, so I'm just trying to take what they give me and you know, try to knock down the shots. Why were they effective against you defensively in the first half, or was it just something you guys weren't doing? Um, I was kind of rushing, you know, uh, 
ball got stuck in the rim, this dunks, you know, it's just thought it was going to be a long night for me, you know, um, but then, you know, just kept kept playing, you know, trying to play hard and, you know, get out of that, that funk and, um, you know, I think the team did a great job of looking, looking for me and I try to um, go find a ball um, in, in certain situations, um, try to get myself going. Did you feel the toe at all or were you just running on adrenaline <coughs> just trying to dominate this game? Um, sometimes when I felt it, you know, um, but um, most of the time, really just in general, and um, just trying to not focus on it, you know, just go out there and play. And, of course, the head coach, Monty Williams, has always had some thoughts following the ball game for us last night on the Pelicans Radio Network. Road trip blues, kind of. You know, you have that when you come back from a long trip. You get back at home and don't have the same energy, same fire. You're trying, but I didn't think we uh, we had it in the first half, and we just had to fight through it, and then... In the second half, I thought we got energy from our defense um, to hold the team to 12 points in the fourth quarter, uh, 80 for the game. You know, says a lot about our defense and our ability to bounce back. And uh, I just loved Eric's floor game tonight, having 10 assists. That was really huge for us, especially in the second half. He seems to be playing better basketball since yeah. he returned from injury than before he was hurt. Yeah, he's. I think he's had a chance to get his legs fresh and. Look at how we are playing and see some areas where he can, you know, step up. And with Drew being out, we're going to need Eric to be a bit of a floor general for us. And he played point guard at Indiana when he was in college, so we know he's capable. Anthony Davis's first game back might have taken him a little bit of time to yeah. get used to the rhythm. Yeah, I just told him to keep going hard because that's how you knock the dust off a little bit. You know, he hadn't played in a while, especially against top competition since the Detroit game. And so. He's been off his feet for about five or six days, so to have him back out there on the floor playing uh, with such a high level was tremendous for us, and I know our guys fed off of it. Any negative side effects on that toe? No, I didn't. I didn't hear about anything. Obviously, I, you know, I didn't want him to get in the into the 40s tonight. But I looked at him a few times and I asked him, "Was he okay?" He gave me the thumbs up. So, you know, when we have that kind of communication, I think he knew what I was going to ask him. Before I even asked him tonight, and so he had four blocks, so that that tells me he's got his quick twitch back and his his instincts were at a high level. And Quincy Pondexter, 12 points for him. He seems to be fitting in nicely. Is he performing and doing the job you thought you envisioned for him? Yeah, I, I think he gives us a, an edge um, at that wing spot. You know, he's out there guarding point guards, twos, threes. Um, and I thought his floor game was decent. Not like Eric, but he was driving and finding guys tonight and attacking the basket. He and Dante just give us a bit of a defensive edge for sure, and they have some intangibles that we hadn't had on our, on our team in a few years. Thank you, Coach, and congratulations. Thank you. All right, Coach, thank you very much. More with Coach tonight, by the way. The Monty Williams Show returns tonight on the flagship station of the Pelicans Radio Network. That's 105.3 WWL-FM, 8 Central. 8 Central is the time tonight. Uh, for our basically, our, it's our radio magazine surrounding Pelicans basketball. It's our longest visit of the week with uh, Coach Williams as well. And I bet we talk All Star tonight because the All Star starters should be announced uh, later on this evening uh, via TNT, is what I'm understanding. And uh, all signs are pointing uh, toward Anthony Davis being a starter at uh, forward in the Western Conference. Um, duh, that seems like a slam dunk. But uh, hopefully, we can get official word to you uh, as soon as possible. And certainly we'll talk to Coach about that later on tonight on the Monty Williams Show. All right, so with that being said, uh, Pelicans at Wolves tomorrow night, 7 Central on your radio. 
uh, from the Target Center in Minneapolis, and then right back home for a bundle of games starting on Sunday with Dallas and then a home game on Monday as well. We'll turn the page toward football in just a moment. Let me take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, I'll knock down some of the comments made yesterday by Senior Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Saints, Vicki Loomis. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Sunday, January 25th at 5 p.m. when the Dallas Mavericks come to town. It's the year of the red uniform, with the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receiving a free Pelicans red drawstring bag. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 3.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $15. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Sign of Mardi Gras, baby. <laughs> Just something about the tradition of it all. Even though Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew scratch off from the lottery, you could be feeling like a king with up to $3,000 or even $12,000 in your back pocket. Stop and pick up Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew today. Now that's better than the good beads, baby. Must be at least 21 to purchase. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. This is the Black and Blue Report. As you uh, know, John DeShazer, our own JD, was at uh, Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl uh, a couple days already this week, including yesterday where he caught up alongside the other media with uh, Saints Vice Senior Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Uh, Mr. Loomis had quite a few things to say. There were a few moves to confirm, which he did, um, notably what had been reported the day prior, and that was the fact that Director of College Scouting Rick uh, Reprish had been dismissed from the team, and then that former Miami Dolphins general manager Jeff Ireland is now aboard uh, that front office staff now for Mickey Loomis. Here is uh, Mr. Loomis's comments on adding Jeff Ireland and dis- the uh, dismissal of Rick Reprish. You know, Jeff Ireland's agreed to come on board and be part of our football operations staff, so I'm excited about that, excited about his experience and, uh, you know, his pedigree and, and the things that he's done in the league, so we're excited about that. Um, it was tough to let Rick go. Uh, he did a lot of great things for us and, and was a big part and a big contributor to um, the success that we've had, including put, uh, helping put together the roster for um, – the team won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I felt like we needed to, you know, when we lost Ryan uh, to Chicago, uh, I felt like we needed to add some some uh, experience, uh, uh, an evaluator from outside the building, and um, I also felt like it would be good for us to get some some fresh ideas, um, meld those with the things that that we've uh, that we've done, and so I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to have him, having him in the building. Mickey Loomis uh, yesterday also had his first chance to comment on the move of Ryan Pace to the Chicago Bears. Uh, all smiles are around here with regard to Ryan Pace and this chance now to be the general manager of an NFL team, notably with the Chicago Bears. Uh, nothing but great things for Mr. Loomis to say yesterday about uh, his protege, Ryan Pace. Well, first of all, it's... it's uh, if anybody has a son who's graduated from high school or college, you know how excited and proud you are, and yet he's not your kid anymore, right? So, <laughs> so it's a little bit of that feeling. Um, but, but look, I, you know, I know that feeling of being overwhelmed right at first, and 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 uh, 
but man, he's handled it well. He's made a lot of great decisions already. He did a great job in his press conference, and so, look, I'm just proud of him. And and, and uh, can we talk a little bit? Uh, um, you know, mostly about personal things and, and how he's doing, and, and and a few questions here and there. So, um, he's going to do well. All right. So with Ryan Pace now on the move to Chicago, Jeff Ireland in, uh, Mr. Reaperish out. Obviously, a lot of changes, um, and I'm sure there are some maneuverings going on inside the office that are uh, not of public uh, notes at this time. But with all of that, um, Mickey Loomis was asked yesterday if uh, these changes will have any disruption as, as to the evaluation process that now begins here this week with the Senior Bowl. No, I, I, don't, think it does, uh, I don't think it does that at all because, look, the college evaluations, a bulk of that work has been done. There's more work to, to get done. Jeff, Jeff will jump right into that process. Look, we've got a, a, a lot of really good... Um, college scouts on our staff that, that do great work and you know they'll continue to do that so I don't, I don't think we'll uh, miss a beat. Of course the, you know there's always the positive side of looking at these things and and perhaps some new juice in the department will be of help as well. Yeah I, I think they do yeah absolutely I think they, they it does and it will yes absolutely I think you know when you get some new ideas and you get some fresh uh, looks at things and maybe we get a little you know sometimes we get a little too comfortable that includes me and so uh, there's nothing wrong with being a little uncomfortable, right? And, and uh, so I, I think the answer to your question is it definitely reinvigorates you. And finally, for Mr. Loomis, the task at hand, evaluating those participating in the Senior Bowl and uh, certainly what the Saints are looking for, perhaps, to get out of this week. We're, we're just collecting information. So, you know, obviously our scouts have seen these guys play. They've written reports on them. They've made evaluations, and yet... It's another piece of information in a different environment with professional coaches, NFL coaches, and, and you know they get a chance to, to talk with them and, and, and interview. Um, you know we're going to interview every guy, and so it's just we're just gathering information right now, and how important it is just ultimately depends upon the information we gather. All right, so a quick timeout, and then more on the Senior Bowl as Daniel Salerson is set to slide behind the microphone and chat with Sean Fazand of Fox 8 here in New Orleans, who was in Mobile covering the Senior Bowl. Stay with us. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. We continue our Senior Bowl coverage today as we heard from John DeShazer yesterday. And today we welcome in one of our friends from Fox 8 Sports, Sean Fazan. Sean, thanks for coming on this morning. No problem. Sean, before we get into what's been going on at the Senior Bowl, where do you rank this game slash event as far as evaluating college talent? Is this one of the top events you attend or college yeah. scouts attend? 
I, I would say it's second to the NFL Combine as far as that off-season draft scouting prospect whole regimen. Uh, I would say the game has lost a little bit of luster over the last couple of years just because of the uh, amount of underclassmen that have left uh, to, to, to go on to the draft that aren't obviously eligible uh, for the senior bowl. But this year it looked like it picked back up a little bit, at least with the crowd that I saw uh, in the few days I was there. So uh, I would put it second in the off-season sort of uh, hierarchy of evaluating prospects. You mentioned underclassmen. A lot of them are uh, leaving um, earlier than expected. Does that mean pro days are becoming more important for these guys? No, no doubt about it, because uh, uh, that pro day, you're able to really, uh, they're in their home turf, so to speak, where they're comfortable, uh, and it attracts a lot of uh, uh, top-notch uh, scouts and, and personnel and executives from NFL teams. And you would think that pro day is usually where most prospects have their best time. So if you really want to get uh, the best look at a prospect, that pro day at their respective school is usually a good spot to find it. What do most scouts and front office staff look for with this event? I know they attend the practices, they attend the games, they're also interviews. Which one of those weighs more as far as the talent evaluators? Well, I, I think it, for a lot of these guys, it's their first chance to uh, put their eyeballs on them in person. Um, not necessarily area scouts, but general managers, director of pro personnel, director of college personnel, those type of people that may not necessarily get to go and scout games on a week-to-week basis like area scouts do. Uh, so I think it's their chance to kind of uh, validate the reports they've been given by their scouts. But I think more than anything else, it's the face-to-face meeting, the impressions that you get from a young man uh, and how you project uh, his attitude and professionalism at the next level. Because I think far, far more than any other aspect of the evaluation prospect, the biggest unknown is how these young guys are going to react once they have a little more free time on their hand and a lot more money on their hand. And uh, I think that is probably the biggest thing upper-level management gets out of uh, events like these. We're talking with Sean Pizan from Fox 8 Sports. Sean, obviously, St. Gia, Mickey Loomis, and his staff is there um, evaluating talent. What positions would you say the Saints are eyeing here at the Senior Bowl? Uh, I would say cornerback, the, the top cornerbacks that I, at least I've looked at are, are underclassmen. I would say outside linebacker, pass rusher, uh, those would be the two I would I would think at least in that number thirteen overall pick they would all eyeball the most, and also interior offensive line because uh, obviously Jonathan Goodwin is a free agent. Uh, there's a couple of guards that are getting a little bit older, and, and obviously their future with the club uh, is, uh, is is not certain at this point. Uh, so interior lineman, defensive back, and pass rusher to me are the three that they would probably be eyeballing the most, just because there seems to be the biggest need on this roster at those positions. Out of those positions you just mentioned, is there anyone that sticks out to you at this Senior Bowl and who could uh, maybe fans watch out for when they're watching on Saturday? One guy that I really watched uh, in, in lineman drills because that was really what I was able to set my sights on the most just because Lyle Collins was in there from LSU. Uh, but as I said, I mentioned interior lineman. The one guy I liked was the Auburn center, Reese uh, Dismukes. Uh, seemed to be a very good technician uh uh, seemed comfortable snapping the ball in shotgun as and under center, which is, that's the biggest thing I've noticed, uh, the transformation over the years, of how much uh, center quarterback exchanges have struggled at these senior bowls because of the shotgun spread offenses in college. Uh, he's a guy he has been a starter for a while at Auburn, uh, played a lot of football, seems to have the mental makeup for that position at the center position, which is something that uh, you need at that position. And uh, if I was 
looking at one prospect that could be available, say round two, round three, that would fit in nicely with the Saints rotation along the offensive line. It would be Reese the Mukes uh, from Harvard. Sounds good. And besides the positions that the Saints might be eyeing, is there a couple of players that have stood out to you that the maybe not the Saints will look at, but maybe uh, fans should look out for on Saturday as well? Well, I, I obviously paid attention to the local prospects. Um, Lionel Collins is a guy, you can tell he comes from an offense in college that was much more pro-style, uh, downhill running style, and I can see why uh, teams have projected him to possibly play guard as well because uh, out of his stance, he is very comfortable moving forward. Uh, and obviously with the, with the spread offenses coming out of college, uh, that, that's a transition for some offensive linemen. He seems to do very well with that, and I think that'll translate. Uh, I think pro teams will find that uh, very enticing for him just because uh, you just don't see much of that anymore uh, with the offensive linemen, and I think that'll translate well. Um, and I watched the local product quarterback for a little bit uh, yesterday. Couldn't get a full, full workout of him, but Brian Bennett is an interesting prospect because – he was a guy that played at SLU, but he nearly beat out Marcus Mariota, who won the Heisman, but didn't. Mariota won that competition. Uh, he played incredibly well at Southeastern, and he has the confidence, bravado you like in a quarterback. He steps on the field and believes he can get the job done, whatever the task may be. Uh, so I, as a late-round guy, local product Brian Bennett is someone to watch as well. Great stuff there. That's Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports. You can watch the Senior Bowl Saturday at 3 p.m. Central on the NFL Network. Sean, appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. When we come back, Sean will be back on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool, collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Been a great show here on this Thursday. Thanks again for making us part of your day. We certainly enjoy bringing you um, all that we do here at uh, Airline Drive. And from Studio B, we're set to say goodbye. Two quick things, though, on your radar this evening. Number one, Anthony Davis, hopefully making the uh, starting lineup for the Western Conference All-Stars. And then the Monty Williams Show at 8 Central on WWL-FM. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, not only here from Studio B, but also from Minneapolis, where we will preview Pelicans and Timberwolves. We will also probably heavily concentrate on Anthony Davis and, of course, uh, Head Coach Monty Williams with us. Anything else you can forget? Oh, that's right. Lee Jenkins will be joining us from uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, He did a really great piece on Anthony Davis that was a cover story last month. Um, So he'll be uh, with us tomorrow. I think Daniel's visiting with Lee depending on shoot-around time and all that stuff tomorrow. I know, that's too much information. TMI, as my teenage kids would tell me. 
Um, so with that, let's say a goodbye here on this Thursday. Enjoy the rest of the day. Stay dry, those of you in the Gulf South. And uh, we'll see you right, to, right back here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.